Power Project family, how's it going? Now, we partnered with an amazing brand, Bubs Naturals. We actually have some of the products on the table. Their MCT oil powder, their collagen protein, and this f***er. <laughs> yeah, this f- <laughs> They're apple cider vinegar gummies, okay? One thing I want to let you guys know real quick is that the Bubs products, number one, they mix super well. So I've had different MCT oils, and I've talked to people who've used MCT oil and mixed them to the copy, and it doesn't mix well. Well, their MCT oil is amazing on coffee in the morning just on its own, but their collagen protein, and collagen is great for joint health, hair, skin, nails, all that stuff, that also mixes just so mm. f- well into coffee and everything it's that's the one of the crazy things um but secondly mm-hmm. these freaking apple cider vinegar gummies <laughs> i don't ever supplement apple cider vinegar but they put them in gummies which is great two per serving <laughs> we have literally eaten one of these full things andrew and i have split this and mark mark has to be so careful like we give him two and we take it away because it tastes so good but it's actually really good for you so andrew Tell them how to get it. Yes, guys, seriously, have just the recommended dosage. Uh, Just have two of those gummies. Don't have two full bottles the way we do. Head over to bubsnaturals.com and at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off your entire order. Uh, And what's really cool about Bubs Naturals is they actually donate 10% of all their profits uh, to various charities, starting with the Glenn Doherty Memorial Foundation. Again, bubsnaturals.com, promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off. Links to them down in the description, as well as the podcast show notes do us a huge favor and like bring some energy i know it's going to be kind of hard to you know get things going for you oh yeah <laughs> whatever you guys He's are being ready facetious. <laughs> Actually, just Andrew Ray to... looks like the kind of guy who will hop over the table and tackle you I know, but... <laughs> just learned how to, my daughter i had to spell facetious i thought f-a-c-e-t-i-o-u-s oh it's an f-a-c it's f-a-c oh wow yeah the t is silent wow because when i spelt it i spelt it facious and my daughter is 13 and said, Daddy, no. But that's why she goes to a better school. Facetious. Andrew, tell him about the shot that I made. Dude, so uh, <laughs> after, I can't remember which episode it was that we just did today, Mark banked it off of the, the sound deadening pad, hit the front of the rim, bounced up, hit the back of the rim, and then bounced in. Yeah. He was yeah. not amazing. Fooking around. <laughs> I like it. Turn this light back. Okay, uh, we're done. Hey, That's the last one. Try some try. of that mind bullet. You're going to like it. Oh, yeah. This will get yeah. Should I mix it with this? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you no, don't definitely. know what. I mean, I'm a lot. Let's go, Ray. <laughs> Just do it. Is there anything in I'm here? I'm a lot. There's That's a good thing here. to say on a first There's, date. Yeah, I'm a lot. Mark, did you give him an empty? Yeah, no, it's, it's full. Did did you, yours? Shoot yours. a blank? I think, it's, I think it's full, right? Oh, maybe it's not full. Here, give him this one. There you go. No, hold on. You drink it first. What's going on? I already drank one. That's so funny. So I don't need this then. Oh, you can have that too. Motherfuckers. All right, do do that and then like see how you feel within 30 minutes. You can have more monster. Yeah. You're going to probably want to chase it down with the monster though? Yeah, you'll chase it with the monster. Yeah, because it's gross. It's not about the flavor. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it, it, it's uh, like when she says, here, eat this. And I'm like, wait, put the lights off. Wait. It's, it's not about the flavor. <laughs> and you wake up the next morning with a sore Ooh, asshole. That's I know stuck. that one. I know that's that's staying right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not going anywhere. That's going to be your face the whole show. <laughs> oh, it's a bad ass or something. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Dude, what's going on? You're 50 years old, you said? 50. 50 years old. 50 years young. Just getting my shit finally fucking squared away. Damn. Got, uh, got what, a, what, what wasn't squared away? Man, I've been, <laughs> I've been a fucking Jerry Springer poster for the last 49 years of my life. You know, I had a rough upbringing and you name it, it's happened to me. I'm literally, you know, 
I'm the guy that if, if there's a hundred people in a room, the mosquito eats me. I'm that guy. Like with everything with life, the mosquito mm. eats me. I've been abused in every fashion. Just fucking, it's just been a freight train of just emotion and just shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, I got out of the SEAL team, started working for the CIA. And then, um, don't say that too loud. I know. And Jesus. Fuck, they'll never let me go back. I'm fucked. It's okay. And then, um, you're a wait, why? Whoa, whoa. Why are you, why can't you go back? <laughs> because I use the word CIA. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Fair. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, just kind of, as you get older, your priorities change. We just had a conversation about how you went from monster to functional mm-hmm. fitness. I've kind of done the same thing. I I don't have as much muscle mass on me, but I'm. You didn't do the same thing. I lifted a lot more fucking weight, dude. I showed you. I, <laughs> I came out and I just said, "Dude, the barkbell." I'm like, I remember the first time we came on. I remember I sent you that picture of me, uh, video of me squatting five eighty five, and he wrote, "That's adorable." I was like, thousand eighty, yeah. But in my mind, I was squatting a thousand eighty one pounds. Yeah. Hey, we know that I would not last eight seconds in the military. So, but you know, I you did some really hard shit. I did. And, um, you know, I think I'm a better man for it, but I think the upbringing, the pain that I went through as a child, I think helped push me in the right direction and give me the internal fortitude that I needed, you know, like, but the one thing that I, you remember I told you I was fucked up for the longest time is I used to do everything. I was just having a conversation um, with a guy on the phone about this for the project that we do is for the first 47 years of my life, I was doing everything to prove everybody wrong. But now, you know, since I met Bedros and the things that I do, it's, I do everything to prove myself right. Like, because men, and again, people always ask me these questions. They're like, why don't you teach women, do an all woman's course? Or Because I've been married for 16 fucking years and I don't know shit about women. I don't. I, I don't. I don't understand. They're a complex creature. I mess things up all the time with my wife, but she knows my heart's in the right place. So I, I, so I stick with what I know. Men are fucked up, right? There's physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and financial growth that men deal with in life, but they also deal with pain, physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, financial, and sexual pain. So what I've learned how to do is I've, I've learned how to name, claim, and tame the pain in my life while analyzing and assessing and creating growth. And how did I do that? Because men are guilty of this. And each one, even you guys, as successful as you are, have been guilty of this. Men, I use the word self. Right, and I have categories. We self sabotage all the time. The minute that I, and the reason why we self sabotage is somewhere, somehow in our life, we forgot or we lost what our self growth, our self worth is. Right? There's, I thought I was worthless when when I interviewed for a job with Pedro's Cooling. Here you go, fucking lesson learned. Pedro's is like, you know, we did this interview. It was quick. He's like, I want you. What's your starting salary? And I was like, oh, shit. You don't negotiate with fuck Bader's cooling. You just don't do it. So I wrote on a piece of paper what I wanted. And he, he says, well, I'll write on a piece of paper what I think you're worth. His was $30,000 more than what I, what I wanted. What do you think he paid me? What you wanted? What I fucking wanted, right? So hard lesson learned because I didn't know. He goes, from this moment forth, if you're going to work for me, you need to understand your self-worth. You're worth a lot more. So then once I started doing that, that's when my life started turning around. I started creating the self-growth than the self-success. And my idea of success is helping others help themselves. So once I got my shit squared away, then I started focusing on my inner circle. I got a question about the mosquitoes. Because mm-hmm. I get bit by mosquitoes all the time. You're that Same. guy? So how, how do you like uh, reinterpret, how do you turn yourself into the guy who is like, ah, there's some mosquitoes, I'm sure they're biting everybody. Like how do you kind of change that mindset of, uh, fuck, it's happening to me again type of thing? 
You know, I've just, I, I tell people all the time, I get, I get bit all the time. I get knocked down all the time. I used to be so focused on how I looked when I got back up or how big that, that bite was. I don't give a fuck anymore. You know, I told you I just went viral. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me that's not in my personal circle. My wife, my kids, um, the guys that I work for, people that I respect, and, and, you know, it's all about that hall rep. I just stopped fucking giving a shit. Now, I'm, I'm not a dick about it, but here's what I know. You and I, we can do this podcast. We can, we can send it to 1,000 people. 1,000 people are going to give you 1,000 different responses if you say, did you like it or not. It's not yes or no. It's this but, 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 and I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm too fucking old for the butts, you know, and that's what I don't understand. Like, I just don't fucking care. I don't have enough time. It took me 49 years, 47 years of doing it wrong. I probably only got 40 some years of doing it right. So fuck the mosquito, man. If he's going to bite me, bite me. I'm going to just keep fucking going. How did you make that turning point though? Because a lot of people, especially in this day and age, social media, they want the likes, they want this. They can't, they can't not say fuck that. You know, they, how they, people say like, oh, I have no more fucks to give. How did you get rid of all your fucks? I surrounded myself with the right people because for the longest time I was around the wrong people. I'm telling you, man, and I'm not sitting here blowing smoke up Bedros's ass or anything. I love him, but he puts things in perspective that like I couldn't do. Like the world is simplistic. It's really simple, right? You just honor, you know, and it's the shit we talk about, core values, but I was so trying to impress so many fucking people in life, you know, Navy SEAL, this and that. You know, I wanted to make, like, as soon as I got out of the SEAL teams and everything, and I was like, oh, social media, I got to be a social media guy. I got to do this. I got to impress people. Fuck impressing people. I started realizing that I needed to impact people, make a difference. Um, you know, the push-up challenge that I do, uh, helping vets out, just little things. And the one thing that I've learned is when you stop giving a fuck, when you surround yourself with the right people, when you start focusing on the growth, the physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and spiritual is believing in my fucking self, stop sabotaging myself, the money comes. And the one thing, you know, it's funny, in my, my job interview that I had with Bedros, he kept fucking asking me, he goes, let me ask you a question. What are you going to, why do you want to make a lot of money? I was like, well, it'd be cool to have a lot of fucking money. He's like, yeah, but let me ask you a question. The more you make, the more you take. And he's like, wrong. Try again. The more you make, I don't know any other language, the more you take. And he goes, no, the more you make, the more you give. And I've kind of just taken that, that mantra on, you know, I, I, it, it feels fucking good to help people. It feels fucking good to be 50 years old. And when I, I mean, you're like, holy fuck, you're 50 years old. Yeah. I like when Mark Bell says, holy fuck, you look good for 50. I've been eyeing your big ass up since I got here. (laughs) (laughs) Look at your wrist size and your neck. I'm like, they're small. Oh yeah. No, they're not. Um, but I'm just, I'm just so happy. I'm so fucking grateful. I get up. What turned it? Um, I don't know, man. I, I, it's just, I, I just woke up one day and said enough's enough. I think that's what more people need to fucking do. You know, I, I, a voice that God didn't come down and talk to me. I wasn't, you know, going through a divorce with my wife. I just looked in the fucking mirror and I do, I do self-reflection drills and I didn't like what I saw. I mean, the outside looked great, but if you take time and you actually go a little deeper, you know, try to get more than surface deep. I just didn't like myself. I felt like a piece of shit and I was like, fuck this. And I just started coming up with a daily plan of how to be better. You know, and I do, I focus on my four non-negotiables that I have on my fucking hand, my family, my fitness, my finances, and my faith. This is my hand of time. I'm going to die. So I need to get it fucking done. And this is our, our mantra that we have for the, the project. We're all warriors. We build, we destroy, and we're going to die. When shit gets hard, that's what I look at. That's it. It's that fucking simple for me. Now that might, that equation might not work for Mark Bell or might not work for you, 
but it only took me fucking 47 years to figure it out. <laughs> so now I'm going to run with it. And that's what I'm doing, man. And I fucking love it. Love it. I'm curious about this. Uh, I know we're spending a lot of time on the not giving a fuck thing, but you mentioned like what other Navy SEALs thought. So it, it kind of makes me think of like, you know, when a personal trainer is putting things out, they're like, oh, I wonder what this notable coach or what these individuals are going to think of it mm-hmm. rather than how is the person that needs this, how are they actually going to benefit from it? So if I'm trying to, if I'm, you know, trying to get to what you said at the base level, when you say not giving a fuck, do you mean like you're now just putting forward things that you care about that you know that people are going to get something from rather than validation from people you maybe respect? Do you, does, yeah, does no, that, that makes make sense. sense? Yeah. So when I say I don't give a fuck, the, the, the truth of the matter is I actually do so much yeah. that I just have to like disassociate from it. But yeah, my thing is, is, you know, I'm a person, I provide a product um, and I'm doing things within the guidelines and the realms of whatever that is, whether it's with the SEAL teams, whether it's with Bedros and it's with my family. Um, I don't go around flaunting a trident around. Mm. Um, I've got a book coming out. Um, they want me to put a trident on it, but my book, ready for this, has nothing to do with being a Navy SEAL. Nothing, nothing. Truth be told, I wasn't that great of a Navy SEAL. I wasn't a whole lot going on when I was a Navy SEAL. I mean, there's guys that are heroes and warriors. I'm not them. I've never got on and said I was something I wasn't. I did some stuff in the agency, did, and some other things. And then after that, I, my true passion and my purpose is fucking helping people. So I'm not going around. You know, I know we, the whole joke is free cash care, former Navy SEAL. It's a fucking joke, right? Rob O'Neill does that now. Like all the SEALs do that as a joke. And people are like, you're so arrogant. It's a joke, right? Like at Black Rifle Coffee, they have a life-size picture of me and I signed it, Ray Cash Care, former Navy SEAL. I make people say that to me. I didn't think I'd get away with that with you. I didn't think that was going to happen. But- as long, all I'm doing is, is, you know, my best friend in life is my wife. And every day that I get up, you know, like when I just went viral, she's like, babe, cause she'll look at my Instagram account. And I mean, you know, they're calling me this and I'm not going to use the words they call me. Cause just, oh my God. And I was like, you got this clip. You got this off of a 32 second clip. But what people don't know, the backstory is that gentleman that I was screaming at was getting ready to quit. Mm. If you'd have quit that, I don't know what would happen with his wife. I don't want to happen with his life. You know, he thanked me afterwards. Is it okay if we pull up the clip you're talking about? I haven't seen it. Yeah, so sure. I'm, I'm I mean, curious I, about do it. Do you want me to show? Uh, I don't, do you have it? Yeah. You, so which one is it? Uh, scroll down a little more. Keep going. It's got like five, eight million views on it. Keep going. God, look at it. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Keep going. And fuck is it? Stay active. On. Hold like on. It. Okay. Uh, keep going. There's Rob O'Neill dancing. No. And. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Did I miss it? Is it a reel? Is it an Instagram it's a, reel? It's a, it's a, it's a reel. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, Andrew, we'll click through reels. reels so because we'll be able to see the numbers mm-hmm. beneath the thing. Keep right, if going. you see it, let me know. Just look for something with like something million on it and we'll be able okay, to find okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. What's the name of this project you guys are working on? Uh, that's the name of it. Okay. Uh, no electrolytes. I think that's it right there. Uh, Wait. Click that one. This one right here? Yeah, because it, it has plays. Let me see if that's the right one. No, that's not it. Okay. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll find, we'll it. find it. But one point six million. Yeah. Uh, no, that's no. not it. It's got know. more. It's got eight million views. Oh. oh, we'll find it in a second. Eight million there plays. Okay. That's uh, there it. Go. There it is. Hey. Only took us a little bit. The oh yeah. Word, you're gone. I'm not fucking around. Shut up. Stop rolling your fucking eyes. Stop asking for fucking electrolytes and be a fucking man. 
I don't give a fuck what you do when you're home. You are not impressing me here with your little fucking machines and shit. You're good because you have all these fucking comforts. Shut the fuck up and be a team player and go fucking join your team. You say another fucking word, you're gone. Now, scroll to the top. Of the of, of, comments? Oh, no, no of, of the all the videos. Now scroll to the top. Now click on the third one that has 74,000. Here we are in Vegas. Shut up! <laughs> one more fucking word from you and you're gone. I'm not fucking around. Shut up. Stop asking for electrolytes. Stop rolling your fucking eyes at me. One more fucking word and you're gone. Do you understand? All I wanted was some guacamole. Oh. Wait, was that the same guy? The same guy. Nice. He was actually, yeah, so his name is Reed Speck. He's a great guy. Shut up. Oops. Shut up. We need that for the show. (laughs) Shut up. like a button. People have me, I actually, I actually, I want to start providing a service. People, I've had about 300 people ask me to send them videos of me cussing them out. On like cameo it. or something. Oh, yeah, I need to you got to get like a that. cameo, bro. But the project—that's what the project's about. It's about men who are going through a seventy-five-hour fully immersive course. Um, but it's we we create growth by dealing with those pains because men, as a whole, usually we build up barriers around us and we don't let anybody in or anybody out. Which normally, like you know, if you're building up all this anticipation and anxiety, we we actually are imploding when we explode. Right? It's coming from the inside out. And what we do is, is we are a group, you know, I call us AA for the successful people and it's an expensive fucking course. And people are like, Oh, I'm not paying. You're not paying for 75 hours. You're paying for what happens if you pass. This is a lifelong brotherhood, right? White, black, Asian. It doesn't matter who you are, what color you are, how old, how young you are. If you're a great fucking human being and you want to help people, because in our course, you have to be a mentor and be mentored by others, right? Like perfect example. Sorry, just laughing. That would be like me saying, let me give you some advice on fucking powerlifting, right? That would, you'd be like, go fuck yourself, right? But you giving me, that's called my opinion. You giving me your word is advice because you've been there and done that. And that's what the world needs more of. They need to stop the opinion, being so opinionated, and start giving advice, right? To help, right? You do jiu-jitsu, right? I'd love to hear your advice on some jiu-jitsu. Um, you know, I do push-ups, like st- everybody has a strength and a weakness. So, you know, if you have a strength, tell us what it is and help us be stronger. Um, but also be vulnerable and tell us what, you know, the V word. It's like calling a, we, a woman the C word, which is creative. No, I wouldn't go do that. Uh, no, mom. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Uh, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but, and that's what I think the world needs more of. And men that go to these courses for this fucking reason – they actually thank me for yelling at them versus the guys that are like, oh, you never talk to me like that. I knock all your teeth out. Then you wouldn't need this course, right? Or why don't you join the military? Some of these men are making astronomical amounts of money. They just, they're looking for, because it's not just a buds course. It's not even a buds course. We do like fucking two hours of, of some water training. Other than that, it's just PT, right? I mean, SEALs can't claim everything. I love them mm. to death, but they're like, you know, well, I can't swim. If, if I swim in the water, I want to be a SEAL. I mean, I see these guys that put on the shooting courses and all these other courses. Don't tell me the average Joe Farmer or whatever doesn't go to these courses thinking that if he doesn't, if he goes to this course, he's going to be a Billy Badass. Of course he does. That's the mystique in it, you know? I tell these guys, you're not going to be a Navy SEAL, but be a Navy SEAL, whatever it is you want to do. Be the Navy SEAL of, of lifting or of business. Just be the tier one operator. You're not going to be a Navy SEAL when you graduate this fucking course. And so much so that we've stemmed it off. 
And we have we run three programs. We run a corporate training program, and we do my passion program is called the Squire program. We are developing young men, right? This isn't a you're in great shape, right? I see I see kids that I remember when I was 10, 13, 14, 15 years old, I was outside chasing ass, running outside, getting in fights, active, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm the oldest guy here. You go out and you get in trouble because you were coming in with dinner time. Now, kids, what do they want to do? Right? They got the th- thumb, uh, th- uh, strongest fucking thumbs on the planet. They could probably fucking squat 6,000 pounds with their <laughs> thumbs, but they don't get up off their ass. So what we're trying to do is we've developed a course called the Squire Program for that. Fathers and Sons. It's a bonding course. I love oh, it. Wow. Yeah. Good. Right? Telling men, young men, warriors, go out and work out. Go do jujitsu. Right? If you're in the, the age group is 11 through 16. Open a car door for a lady. What do you mean? You have a mother, don't you? Yeah. Go open the car door for your mother. Right? Open the door for a lady. Just, you know, learn how to change a fucking tire. Learn how to shake a hand. Learn how to give a man a hug. Just basic things that society has accepted to not include anymore. Because I see some of these kids these days. They don't have any manners. I see kids talking to their parents in the stores and shit. Woo! I tell you what, man. (laughs) My mother's like this tall and... Yeah, I don't care how she'll be. She'll be on you. Get my you know? ass beat too. And you yep. used. I used to get my ass beat by my friends' parents. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that's what we're doing. We're trying to. I'm just trying to make the world a better place, one person at a time, one human at a time, one push up at a time. Um, and I'm not going to stop. You know, I was talk, talking to you about the haters. There's so many fucking haters out there. And you got a lot of haters on that video, right? Oh God. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's horrible. I, I, yeah. Some of the things, the words they put together were horrible. And the thing is, is I actually got blocked from Instagram for a week because people were reporting that as bullying. Oh but people God. can give me death threats. And then if I tell them I want to punch them in the face, I get yelled at for that. So it's like, it's okay to be abused. You just can't abuse back. And I don't, I'm not going to yeah. tolerate it. You think somewhere along the line, because you were talking about like uh, you're not trying to impress other people, um, do you think maybe you were or maybe still are trying to maybe impress yourself? <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm still trying to. You know, I'm I'm an alpha. I'm an overachiever. I'm my best and my worst critic. I'm just trying to do it. I, I don't want to do any shortcuts. You know, before like I wanted to get to the top and I didn't care how I did it. I want to do it right now. Like I, you know, I want to I want to leave an impact. I want to leave a mark. You know. If I die tomorrow, I hope I'm remembered as a good father, a good husband, um, you know, just a fucking like a wild savage at everything he does. Right now, I don't know if I'm all those things. We'll leave it there. We don't need to get into that. But I mean, I've definitely got to work on being a better husband and father. Um, and I'm shifting my focus, that work-life balance, you know. Um, when I started making that money, you know, uh, you get caught up in it. And I started like putting them in the back burner that's not fair to them. So now it's, I won't do it, you know? So I, I won't, I won't sacrifice certain things. That's the one thing that I've changed. I, I have certain things that I will not sacrifice at any cost before I would have. And that may, I, I feel like a piece of shit saying that to both of you, but I mean, I would sacrifice my wife and my daughter, um, for the fortune and fame. And you know, like you trying, say sacrifice, you mean like sacrifice time, yeah, like t- time, t- take time away work. from them mm-hmm. to work. And now it's like, you know, if my daughter has a track meet, I turn my damn phone off. Like, hey, Bedros, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be here for these two hours. Okay, you know, um, and I just I have to find better work life balance, and it's it's still work in progress. You know, there's days where 
you know, you wake up and you have the perfect routine and that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. So fuck it, man. I'm just going to keep going. Let me ask you to this though. Both of you guys, like when it comes to like, I mean, I, I'm not going to assume, but I assume like with what you do, you are the main breadwinner. Like your wife probably also works. I don't know, but like you, you do a lot on the work <laughs> end of things. And I'm assuming that like when children are involved at a certain point, despite what you have set up, you may have to you may have to sacrifice a little bit of time at home to try to make something work. And now it sounds like you've gotten to a point where you have the freedom to now come back to spend more time at home and do more of those things without sacrificing that. But at a certain point, isn't that sacrifice maybe necessary for some? Yeah, yeah, it is. The thing is, is it's the time that I have now is better quality time. Like I'm only home 11 days this month, Mm. but when I'm home, Mm -hmm. like my daughter goes to school. My wife is actually a stay-at-home mom. She's got the hardest fucking job in the world. She takes my daughter to school every day, brings her home, does takes care of everything. I, I don't know where anything is in the house. But that allows me to be able to travel, do the things I need to do, hustle when I'm working, you know, um, getting on podcasts, get my name out there, uh, you know, booking, getting more signings and bookings and things like this, to ultimately bring home more bread for the family. Um, I have a really supportive wife and, but when I come home, like before, if I only had those nine days, really it'd only be three because I'd still be fucking working. Now it's mm. like, I have a lot of time. Like I'll work four or five hours during the day. And then when my daughter comes home after track, like from five till nine o'clock, I'm with them. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a definite sales call or something, my wife will be like, take that. But you know, I do, I do date night with my wife once a week when I'm home. I do daddy daughter night. Um, things that I wasn't doing before, right? Mm-hmm. I, me and my daughter go to a Mexican restaurant. I know I, you eat healthy. Got fucking your veins are poking me in the eyes from fucking here. Um, I used to have them, um, and that's the thing. Versus and taking my wife out to dinner and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just paying more attention to you them. Pointed out something that's really valuable is uh, people talk about trying to spend time uh, with each other, but I think it's also really important that you try to make time to spend with each other individually. Yes. There's like a huge, uh, like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's really important. I've noticed like I have to hang out with my son individually. I have to hang out with my daughter individually. And then my daughter has to hang out with my wife and my son has to hang out with my wife. And then we all need to hang out together. Like yeah. all that dynamic. Uh, and my wife and I need to also, uh, be alone together and my yeah. kids need to be alone together. So it's, it's a, that's what makes it balance all, balancing all this stuff so difficult. Well, when you compartmentalize, compartmentalize it, my wife, my daughter acts different around me yes. than she will like my wife and me, right? And my, my daughter will act different around her. And then when we get, get together. Uh, breakthroughs. Yeah, we do. You get little breakthroughs <clears throat> where you're like, oh, wow, like they told me this or they said that. Like you're like, oh, shit, like fucking hey, man, it is super important. I do need to be here. I've actually had my daughter tell me something that like my wife did that af- upset her. And then, you know, I go. You know, and it's like, hey, because my wife's Italian, and I'm like, you know, hey, just so you know, you know, I'm the mediator, and say, hey, listen, maybe we can approach this. You're the rational one. (laughs) I am in my house. If you can fucking imagine that, (laughs) actually, my daughter is. Me and my wife are fucking insane, but I love her. But it is. It's the little breakthroughs like that. But you know, and it's little things that I do too. Like I'll I'll give you. Um, we'll go for a walk. We have a little chihuahua. We, We walk her. Um, sometimes it's just me and my wife. And what I like to do, you know, if you're kind of more in the spotlight than your spouse, we'll go for a walk. And I was like, how was your day? Good. Well, what'd you do? Worked out. Cause she works out twice a day and she does her things. No, no, no. Just keep talking. Ooh. And then what we'll do is like within five or 10 minutes, she's just kind of like, we shut the fuck up. No, I'm kidding. But she's feels more open and 
because I want to hear about her because it's usually like it's about me, 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 me. And that's really taken its toll because that's who I used to be. She'd start telling a story. Let me tell you what happened to me today. And she's like, I could see it. So now it's like, no, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. And I'm I'm definitely getting – there's growth there with the family. She feels more comfortable talking to me. We read together at night. That's fucking – Bader's told me that. Like we're thinking about going to Greece. So we bought a book. And I fucking, I'm dumb as a bag of fucking rocks. So I read like one page and she reads five, but we read out loud. And then after it's over with, we'll read like 15, 20 pages a night. Then we talk about it like collectively versus putting a fucking TV on, right? Because you know, as you go to bed, the self-conscious mind is still absorbing, right? It's a sponge. So it's like, why don't we learn something before we go to bed and retain it? So we, we burned through a couple of books from Greece. Um, we've done some, she, you know, fucking macaroons she learned how to make macaroons we went to a macaroon class i mean whatever man it's it's cool i mean mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try it yeah my macaroons look like shit but mm-hmm. i did it probably yeah. delicious though they you were know, good yeah they look like shit you know it's a really cool thing man like you, you were just mentioning like you'd go out on walks with your wife and before uh, you'd make it about yourself but the fact that you even admitted that you used to do that and you've grown from that because most people would just give advice <laughs> of listen to your partner rather than saying i used to actually not listen to my fucking partner and always talk about myself oh yeah so that's i think it's it's very interesting um with what you do in terms of teaching men, you also have a high level of vulnerability on something like this, mm-hmm. where you're talking about all the things that you were doing wrong that you're currently fixing um, because you're not perfect. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's an admirable thing to hear from someone as you're, like yourself who's extremely successful, who has a, like a, a successful family. But you're talking about these things that you're working through, yeah. even though you're teaching a lot of fucking men how to do better in their lives, too. Well, I just, I think failure is the greatest teacher and I, holy shit, man, I fail. I fail a lot. And some of the most successful men that I've ever met fail all the time. I mean, how many lifts have you missed? You know, there's, you know, there's a ton that you've mm-hmm. gotten, but you know, for every thousand lifts that you've got, you might've missed a million, you know, every time. And that's just what I do. I honestly believe another thing that I changed was, you know, you only win and lose. I don't believe that. I think you only win and learn. I learn from every fucking thing I do. I my mindset is I only lose if I quit. I don't quit. I won't quit. I no. saw another video where you were saying that to somebody. You had people like, I think they were trying to bear crawl up a hill. Yeah. And then you had them flip over Fuck and yeah. try to do like a crab up a hill. Yep. Mm. And everybody was really struggling, but I really liked the words that you used. You were like, figure it out. Yeah, Fio, figure it out. That's, that's what life's about, you know? And it's, I, the, the world's going to throw you curveballs, right? Like if you say, hey, go out there and do something – you know, you put that fucking sled on me a minute ago. I was like, oh, shit. Um, but I figured it out. I got it done, even though I was dying. I like um, that. I like that phrasing, though. Yeah, like, figure, figure, yeah. figure it out. Like, like uh, you're not, like, really screaming at them in that moment, and you're not really saying, like, this is, like, do or die or trying to fire them up that way. You're just saying, like, this is a problem. It's yeah. difficult for you, but work on it. Figure it out. Problem makers, problem solvers. I, I like to give people problems and see if they can solve it, right? As a... As a you know, you're, you have employees. It's like, don't come to me with the problem. Come to me, tell me what the problem is and what is the solution, right? That's, that's all I want to do. And that's what I try to tell people. Like, you know, and I hear, and the reason why I did that with the Mark is because they're going up the hill and they're bitching. Eh, this is hard. Oh, is it? Is it really? Let me show you a different way. Because that's what people think. They think just because they're doing it one way and it's hard, that's the hardest way there is. And I'm here to tell you, I can find a million fucking ways to make it harder with any evolution I do. So what I try to do is get people thinking three-dimensional, right? Not one-dimensional, because that's what people do. I got to get up the hill. And that's my mindset is attack the hill. I, I, I say it in my courses, attack the hill. What do people see? You see the hill. 
Okay. You can see their minds kind of melt, yeah. like and when you had them flip over because they were like, uh. Yeah. And they got they got <laughs> like, work this is fucked. It. But I teach them to attack the hill because when a man sees a hill, first thing he does, he goes, shit. And he walks up the hill and then he runs down it. Now, here's what I'll tell you. If you, run, if you walk up the hill a hundred times and run down it and I run up it and walk down it, not only will I beat you, but I'll be, I'll be longevity wise, I'll be smarter and safer. There you are. There, I, there they go. Um, and the reason for that is... <laughs> As I'm climbing up the hill. That's so fucked. Oh yep. my God. Oh like, yeah. And the commentary is awesome because I'm just inch, ripping them apart. Inchworming their way And up. that is a steep, steep hill. It does not do it justice. <laughs> and I don't cut, I won't, if we have to sit there for four hours, they will do it. Wow. But my, but the, the lesson learned here is you can accomplish anything if you just start thinking out of the box. So I was like, okay, you want to play that game? Then we'll play this game. Is that like, I mean, I have no idea. Like, is that extremely tiring? Obviously, like, it's exhausting. Because, like, like I, you're not moving very far. No. You know? No. And you're happening. Oh, use, now he's trying to go, like, what is that one called? Like, what is that? Which way is that? Fuck, fuck up. That's what I call it. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's kind of like a inverted crab. I don't, yeah, yeah. But that's what, that's what they do. And it's, I have to show them that no matter how bad things get, they could always be worse. And I think when they leave the course, they realize that, you know, when they're in that meeting, when they're in that situation where they're, the emotional discipline is, they're redlining. Are you really? Are you? Are you really? Or are you just only used to taking that tachometer to 5,000? <laughs> Bitch, I could take you to nine. And they're fine. And they're fine. And they get it done. And that's what happens, the breakthroughs, where they're like, you see it. Like, it's like an actual switch comes on. And they're like, after about 40 hours of the project, there's nothing. The guys that are still there, nothing I can do to them. They're just like... And I was the same way, like second phase after I finished pool comp, I was like, I'm in for the long haul, man. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's about. You know, Mark said something in a, in a prior podcast and it makes me wonder your, your thoughts of what happens to people as they go through this. It's like you, you can't get to someone's like someone can't really purely change their mind unless they do it through the body. Um, and I'm wondering, obviously, with what's going on here, you take these individuals through arduous, difficult physical mm -hmm. tasks to help them realize something or to help them gain something. And with these types of programs, are, are these people coming into – it's not something specific. Everyone has their own reasons for coming in. But what is it that – or what big things do people typically come out of this with? Well, what they come out of this – that's a great question – is the misconception is, is that was just a physical evolution. It's not. It's not. It's the farthest thing from it. You got a thousand pounds on your back. It's more than just a physical evolution. It's you, you got to have your shit dialed in. And what we're doing with these men is, is we're putting them through pain, right? So that they can break the thresholds of the mental and emotional, because that's what stops what I call the evolution of man is himself, the self-sabotage. I can't do this is, you know, we joke around, Hey, here's a warm donut. You can have this if you want to be done. Is it worth that temporary moment of, right, of just doubt and remorse for a lifetime of fucking regret? No. Just like buds and everything we do, when these people see these, these evolutions that we put on and the men that come through it, they're training physically. But what we're really doing is, is we want them as physically fit as they can be so that we can hone in on what's really important, what's really crucial, and that's the mental and emotional. Because that's what's killing men these days. It's the mental and emotional. Right? The mental discipline and the emotional discipline, right? Redlining, because men, you know, there's, there's three colors. You have blue, you have green, and you have red. Redlining, blue is disassociating. Like if you want to get in the ice bath, you have to go somewhere else. And green is where you want to be. 
Why say let's let's increase that average? Let's put you. Let's control. I'm a control freak. Let's control the situation. Let's get in the red. Let's get in the blue. Ice baths every day. Um, sauna. I do things that we all do. Mm-hmm. That is not a physical evolution. That is a mental and emotional evolution. I get in there. And I'm like up to 30 some minutes at a hundred and I don't know, whatever the temperature is. I'm gonna do 31 minutes tomorrow, 32 minutes tomorrow until I break that threshold. And I'm like, okay, there's where I've got to stop. Now I've got to call somebody and figure out how I can go longer. It's the same thing that we do here. When these men come here and that, that switch comes on, they realize that because men are a savage and a servant, right? Savage servant. You have a son. How old is your son? Uh, 18. 18. I'm, he's probably bigger than me, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, taller. Than taller. You. Okay. So if I was coming at your son in a derogatory manner, I had my fist clenched and everything, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you're going to get in the way of your son, right? And you and I are going to have a physical or a verbal confrontation. And most men think that's because they're savage. And it's not. It's because you're a servant. A servant is the man. You, you had a child. Whether you're with that mother or whoever, your job is to serve them, to teach them, to guide them for the rest of your fucking life. And that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I teach these men. These men think they're coming here to become savages when in all actuality, they're coming here to learn how to be a fucking servant, a servant to themselves, if they want to be to God or whoever, and to their families. But more importantly, to themselves, you have to be a servant of yourself. You have to understand your limitations, what you can and what you can't do. You know what you can and can't do. I mean, the difference, like you told me, five pounds. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound like a lot of fucking, but that's... That's a lifetime. Yep. When I squatted 585 pounds, if a fucking fly would have landed on that bitch, I would have died. I mean, that's the God honest truth versus five pounds. But that's what people need to know. They need to, they need to test and push their thresholds. That's what this course is because the men that go to this course, a lot of people say the misinterpretation is they're having a midlife crisis, right? Men don't have midlife crisis. What a man is, is he is a double-edged sword. He's a savage and he's a servant. Double-edged sword, Right. And what happens is, is through time, through wear and tear, that fucking blade gets dull, it gets beaten, it gets, it gets destroyed, you know, torn up. I'm not saying you can't kill, destroy, and still, you know, do destruction with it, but it's not fucking razor sharp. So what our course does is we give you the pain, sharpen with, because you're addressing it, and the growth, because I'm bringing it to full circle now, to give you that fucking razor blade edge that you need to be that, because that's what a samurai does. It's a samurai will sharpen his sword and fucking hang it up. And then the next day sharpen it. Americans will sharpen that sword and we'll hang it up and we won't use it until we need to. Mm -hmm. Here's the question. Did anybody use that fucking sword when I wasn't around? That's the symbolism. So what we're doing is every day you get up, family, fitness, finance, faith, physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual. And that's what I've been doing since I was 47. I'm sharpening that sword. My sword is sharper than it ever, ever has been. And I'm a better savage for it because I have discipline now, right? A savage is discipline. A savage isn't just going out and killing people, right? A savage is, let's not do this. You take care of business and then you're done. But the servant, right? I'm a servant to my wife, my kids, and to myself. And I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to shut the fuck up because this energy drink shit or whatever it is is killing me. I, I am curious though. Like for you personally <laughs> – what are the things that you do on a daily basis to keep your to keep your sword sharp? Like, what do you do? Um, I like it. Um, first thing I do is I get up and I have a morning ritual. Um, I start my morning. Um, obviously, I'm old. I, I have an MOL, a motto of life. I get up every day and I say, first thing I do, be great today, be a bitch tomorrow. That's what I tell myself every day. I'm going to get up. 
you know, average human being sleeps six to eight hours. You have 14 to 18 hours to do two things in your life. Kick ass, get your ass kicked. So already I'm setting the fucking tone. And I know I'm going to hear this from Dan Holloway and all them. Yes, I make my fucking bed. Everybody's like, uh, you know, I know Bill McRaven. I make the bed with my wife in it. Um, that's just how I am. Um, my wife gets up earlier than me now, but I make the bed. It's one small accomplishment. And then I have things that I do. I set up a list, a checklist the night before I go to bed. And what's so funny is the shit can change in the time you're sleeping, you wake up just to do it. I set up my more, I have my morning coffee. Um, I get everything set up for the gym. I get my calls set up. And then I just start my fucking day. And every day I try to be 1% better in my family, my fitness, my finance, and my faith. Now, family, it's as simple as um, my daughter goes to school. Um, she's 13 fucking years old. And I, my daughter, my wife drives her. I go out the front door every day and say goodbye to her. Bye, I love you. I could go to the gym earlier, but I don't want to because I'll miss it. As soon as she goes, she leaves, I go to the gym. So little things like that are what are making me a better human being and keeping that, that, that blade sharp. Mm. I'm doing sales calls every day, man. I mean, fucking love it. I'm, I'm busting my ass in the gym. You know, the gym is my steel church. Uh, you know, I, I know, I'm, I want to jerk off on your gym in here. I'm like, <laughs> I walked in there today. I'm like, oh, I mean, I got my gym bag right here. I was like, you know, people are like, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, I don't know. It depends on what Mark Bell wants to do. So I'm like, you know, this is awesome fucking being here. I'm like, you know, I told you before, I have, people have bucket list in life to like, I want to drive a Lamborghini. I want to make a movie about it. So I'm like, I like working out with influential people. I already got Gunner. Your ass is next. Um, and that's cool. <laughs> but I'm simple. And that's what sharpens my sword. Just those, the family, the fitness, the finances, the faith. The faith, I get up every morning and say, I got this shit. You know, I used, because there are people that get up and they're miserable. Mm-hmm. I just dealt with it with the fucking airlines. Mm. We got, we got delayed. We because of a storm we had to go up to Greenville or whatever and I hear people bitching like on both sides the people that work at the airport they're fucking miserable and the people that got stuck are fucking miserable and I'm like holy shit I gotta get I gotta see if I can get my plane ticket changed I don't know where the fuck my bag is so I just go up and kill them with kindness hey ma'am I know you're having a hell of a day thank god I'm going before you because the two ladies behind you behind me are swearing you're gonna buy them a, a room and it's a, it, it was uh, weather not mechanical so you know, that's not gonna happen so first and foremost, I just want to thank you for however this goes ahead of time. And I think you're doing a great job. She got me, she got me, got me everything I need. I left. God Next damn. two ladies go up there. They're fucking short. Sarge, uh, we're not sharp, man, because they just start bitching. I was like, oh, here we that go. That doesn't work. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, man. I just, I honestly think people just need to take a fucking step back and just thank people and be grateful for what they fucking have. And I've done that. I mean- I've had, you know, in the SEAL teams and the CIA, I've had experiences where I've been close to death. That's not what did it. It was just, I woke up one fucking day and said, I don't like me. And I don't like, I, the one day I woke up, like I was 47, when I was leaving the agency and getting ready to work with Bedros, mm-hmm. was scared shitless about business. Like, war's easy. I know if you're my enemy, I know who you are. In business, you could be looking at me going, smiling like you are right now. Right now, you could be thinking, this guy will not shut the fuck up. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> but that's, the, the Yeah. See? <laughs> Cut that shit out of here because he just did. <laughs> he just gave me a look of disappointment like my wife after we make love. <laughs> I love you, Trisha. Oh, God. But um, no. What the fuck did you give me? <laughs> Let's go. How do you feel right now, by the way? So, yeah, I am curious. Mind-bullet. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I was happy. I mean, I've been on this podcast before. It's There's so much more energy when you're. Yeah, Absolutely. when you're here, yeah. you know what I mean. And you both are bigger, taller than I thought. 
Am I more handsome than you thought in real life? Indeed. Actually, yes. See? You have very nice skin elasticity for 50. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I was actually going to ask. I had written down like how you keep yourself so young, but we'll talk about that later because it's. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that because the kids. Mm-mm. Lots of beating off. Lots. Of, look at that forearm. Uh, though. What else you got, sir? I got a lot because we had a lot to go through here. Let's do it. We do. I'll be quiet. You. Uh, so when? How old were you when you were became a Navy SEAL? Ah, good question. Uh, I. Graduated at 23. Yeah, I actually turned <laughs> turned 23 in Hell Week. Only other person knew that was Jason Redman, the one from Active Valor who got mm. shot through the face. And it was funny because we were getting hammered, and he's like, he got ready to sound like, if you fucking say happy birthday to me, I'll kill you because you would have got, got killed. Mm. But yeah, um, 23. Um, I, served, I served 12 years in the military, eight years as a Navy SEAL, and then I joined, went over to the agency. And uh, yeah. And some of the stuff you went through physically there and maybe um, <clears throat> some of the stuff that you've done uh, in the gym, mm-hmm. did you ever associate the mental and physical, how they cross over so much? Uh, oh. Or did it take you a lot longer? Did it take you till because you're talking about <clears throat> maybe three years ago having this kind of bigger transformation? I, I think when it came to all – I'm trying to watch how I say this. What fueled me through budge training was, was rage. People telling me I was never going to make it. Fucking had to take the ASVAB three fucking times. The second time I missed it by one point. Even my mother was like, you're not going to make it. Um, I just think I did it for the wrong reasons. But Mm. the outcome was still the right reasons. I mean, you know, there were people that showed up at Bud's that didn't appreciate it. I mean, I worked worked my ass off. Everybody was out drinking, chasing tail. I was studying and, you know, not drinking and trying to get – like I was working a side job because I wanted to buy a mountain money and make no damn money. And we get a mountain bike and how to get uh, get equipment. I um, mean, then when you when you go there, you know, it was, it was fucking awesome. Like, and it, what was awesome was is just watching how people like you know you're sitting there and you're looking left and you're looking right, and they always say you look left and right and they won't be here, and it's like poof they're gone. And then I was wondering like, how could someone want something so fucking bad and give up so quick on it? And then you wonder, really, is it something that they needed or wanted? And that's how I do everything now. I need, like, you know, I just told you about the truck I just got. Christ, I wanted it. My wife talked me into it. I mean, I've got the coolest fucking wife in the world. She's like, go out and buy it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But that's what I used. To, I used to just want, 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 want. And it's when I went when I went to Buds, it was a need. Like there was nothing else. I had no fucking plan B. That was it. Like, if this doesn't fucking work out for me, I'm fucked. I got nothing. I'm either going to be dead or I'm going to be on a ship, Hayes, Hayes way, or Hayes, whatever, something fucking underway, whatever it is, Hayes gray underway. And it wasn't going to happen. There was, you know, I get that all the time from kids too. Like that want to go to buds. What happens if, I don't know, man, I don't know what happens if you don't make it. I don't know. What happens if I quit? I don't know. I don't quit. And it's that simple. Yes. Um, did I have that mindset? Yes. Um, but it was in a negative way. Um, I did understand the importance of the mental and the, fi- uh, the physical and emotional, but I used that, the, the rage. Now what I do is I filter it. That's the only thing I like, I reverse engineer everything, right? When I was going through buds, my glass was half fucking empty. Now it's half full. That's what I do. So, you know, half empty when I, what I tell people is, is you're just waiting to see what's going to happen. You're waiting to die. You're waiting to see what's going to happen. You know, I was wishing and wishing and, and shit in one hand and seeing which one would fill up more. Now it's, holy shit, man, I'm making more money. I'm getting more exposure. Me and my wife are doing greater. 
and it keeps filling up. And then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get a bigger freaking cup. That's my mindset now. That's how I've switched it, right? And that's what most people do. You know, their cup's half empty. No, it's not. It's half full because you have so much more potential. And I think as soon as I really tapped into that inner of me, um, I honestly think there's nothing I can't do. I, I And again, I know who I'm talking to here. <laughs> I'm probably going to pay for this one. I honestly, I think I'm going to be the next Jack fucking Lalane. I'm going to be 80 fucking years old, juicing, fucking pulling trucks with my teeth, and wearing fucking badass uh, jumpers. I, I am. I, that's what I want to be. You know? And I'm going to do I will do it. Or I'll die in the process of it. There's, there's no plan B. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better husband, a better provider. Um, you know? Uh, I don't know if I'll ever be a millionaire. I don't give a fuck about that. Um, but I will, I, will leave, I will make a mark on millions of people. Because that's what Bajor's Coolian told me. You know, you want to be a millionaire, fucking make an impact on a million people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Roger that. So it's coming. I, I want to understand when you say your rage has been filtered because you, you said you used to fuel a lot of things by rage, but now it's filtered. What do you mean by that specifically? Like it, it means all the things that happened to me as a child, the physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, financial, and the other types of abuse that I took. I've accepted that a lot of them weren't my fault. Um, and I hated everybody for it. And I never addressed it. Right. Because if you have trauma, pain in your life, mm-hmm. toxic cognition, demon. <clears throat> I used to think I could kill that demon. You can't, I can't kill it. I can't kill a demon, right? Um, if someone's an alcoholic, don't fucking drink again because if you eventually do it, that demon might come back. Yeah. But what you can do and what I've learned how to do is I've named, claimed, and tamed them. There are certain things that will trigger me. Um, I have a daughter. I don't like a lot of people around my daughter. From something that happened in my childhood and my wife's childhood. That's not going to fucking change. But I name, claim, and tame it. And it's like I have a support group of people. Like I could be driving down the road and if you and I, I would never do this because I don't know you that well. But if something's triggered me, I can call Bedros Cooley and say, listen, I'm here right now. And Bedros will go, what do you see? What do you smell? What are you doing? Mm. And I'll say this, this, and this. He goes, okay, stop. And I've noticed that there's been these overlapping fields of fire that it's like the same person or the same place or the same thing that keep fucking triggering this. So what I've done is, is I've cut them out of my life. Mm. One of them was my mother, my own mother. I had to cut her out of my life. And once I did that, I, it started giving me more time to create, you know, more opportunity, right? Create. And that's what I love. I've just cut the negative out of my life. And that's what I've done. I've, I've, I've accepted that the shit that's happened to me isn't my fault. I don't fucking do it to my kids. I never will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, it's not something I've had a conversation with my daughter with. My son's 28 now. I've had some conversations with him. He kind of understands as he was younger why I was so protective of him, why I was such a hard ass on him. And, um, and it's because I have a better understanding with me of it, right? And uh, I have a group that I can talk to about it. And I don't want to get, you know, fucking emotional, but sometimes it's fucking tough to talk about, you know? when you're young and things happen and you wonder if it's your fault or, or are you putting off this perception that you're, I got to watch what I say this or that because somebody wants, it's, it's crazy. And that just stews in your head for years and years and years. And it's just this, this sea of rage. And then once I start getting around the right people and I start addressing it and they're like, listen, man, you're not alone. One out of every four men have been sexually um, touched or been molested. And I'm like, Holy fuck, I'm not alone in this kind of shit. Or they've been abused and they've been this and they've been that. And I'm like, you're right. So once I've done that, 
And the one cool thing that's been the core to me since the beginning has always been fitness. Mm. I don't, and I, you know, and they always say guys that have bad childhoods usually are jacked up, right? Tattooed up, um, fucking animals, because I don't know if it's, they're trying to put on a perception, if it's a, if it's a defense mechanism, but I am literally like, you know, I've seen a fucking therapist and he's like, yep, you're that guy. I was like, he walked in and said, let me guess you. I'm like, wow. Okay. Here's my money. You know, we're done. Um, but just because that shit's happened to me, I I'm trying to stop that. I don't want to be that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm at, I don't want to say I'm at peace with it, but I've controlled that. I've controlled the bear, the bear sleeping. So I don't do things or put myself in situations where I'm going to wake that bear. Um, is it something that you still think about quite a bit? Yeah. I mean, it, you, you, the damnest thing I can be driving down the road and something pop in my fucking head. I'll smell something or see something or, mm. you know, um, like in my house, my wife, I, 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 let's just put it like this. I could never have a mustache in my house. Like I could never, I can beard, goatee, no mustache. There's just certain things that you don't do. And I accept them um, and I respect them and we're good. You know, we're better, you know, and, and I don't know if it's something, I don't really think people that have had a certain amount of trauma can ever really heal 100%. I think it's about being able to maybe manipulate or control my circumstances and what I'm going to allow in and what I'm going to allow. And, and a, but the biggest part of it is I really cut a lot of people out of my life that were fucking toxic. Mm. And some of them were family members that I, and you don't realize it, right? Because you just kind of go through this fog because you're so used, you know, if you're used to getting kicked in the dick every day, you, you'll build, you know, build a tolerance for it. And then someone comes in that someone was Bedros going, dude, why do you let people do this to you? And why do you, and my wife was another one with my mother. Like my wife was just like, no. And, but I was, I was oblivious to it, you know? And then obviously, I mean, I thank God I, I believe in my wife. And I was, I took a step back instead of going, you're crazy. I was like, I took some self-reflection time and went, well, I was like, how many times have you, and I'm like, my entire fucking life. And then once I did that, we had to cut her loose. You know, it, it, it stung, still stings, but I'm not looking back, man. And I'm, I'm happy where I'm at right now, but you know, I, I but I will tell you there's good things are coming. B- big things are coming. Um, you know, our, our father son program, we're going to go nationwide with it. My job, my goal, my destiny in life is to help as many young men as I can in this fucking world. I will, I will, mm. I will. You know, I want to, I want to talk about the father son program mm, yes, soon, but I, I do want to ask this because like I have number one, I have Mark and Andrew, which are two cool dudes. We've been able to talk about things, um, off air and even on air, um, <laughs> things that have happened to each of us. But also I have a group of guys that I talk to also yeah. that were able, like if I didn't have this group, I'd have nobody I could talk to about mm-hmm. certain things that I've had, yeah. that I've dealt with. Um, and many men don't have that. Many men don't have other men that they can talk to other men that they can really actually be vulnerable with Mm -hmm. and they're just literally suffering in silence with things so for 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 those men what would your suggestion be if they have traumas that they need to deal with but there's no one that they feel comfortable talking to because so many that's why so many guys commit suicide it's like the most like many men will take the lethal approach because there's no one that they can that they feel comfortable talking to so what would you be your suggestions to some of those men well number one is we got to start from the outside in is well from the inside out is number one, you have to accept that you're not alone. You're not alone. Um, I always tell men you're not alone. It's not your fault. 99% of the time. 
Number two, that's why we developed like the project for this, you know, and it, it is, there's a big price point on it because there it's, it's a lifetime commitment. Men that are vulnerable and are alone is because they think there's, there's no other alternative. They mm. just think, you know, men bottle shit up. That's what we do. We're going to bottle it up and we're just going to be hard asses. Every man has a breaking point. Um, and in our group, right? Like there are 150 of us. Some men have been molested. Some men have been this, some men have been that. I'm not going to go talk to a man who hasn't experienced what I've experienced. I'm going to talk to men who've been there and done that with me. Um, there are groups, you know, if you don't have that kind of price point, um, there are counselors and things that you can go to. Um, I tell everybody personally for me, DM me. I, I've had hundreds of people. I mean, I, depending on the situation, I might star 67, but I give them my number and say, hey, man, let's, let's try to find you help. Um, that's tough because, you know, I, I don't want to sit here – and say the world needs to go to the project, even though I, I really think they do. But because I'm not, I'm not a salesman. But you need to find yourself a, a, an outlet, a, a support group of whoever you can. And I've been blessed to be able to do that. And that's why I am on the phone. I don't want to say selling the project. I I'm screening for the project. Right? I had a guy today, and he was like ready to give me a payment right before I came in. I'm like, nope, nope. I want you to take about a day, and you want to call me back. He's like, you're the world's fucking worst salesman I've ever heard. Hmm. Well, then why do I have such a high sales rate? Because I'm not going to pressure a man into it. Because what I will tell a man, though, is if you do find this, this, res- this group, this, this outlet, if you will, make it a commitment, right? You can't just show up, start trying to change your life and change other people's life and walk out on them. It's mm-hmm. a commitment, right? Like, you ever shot a gun before? Yeah. Yeah. Once you pull that trigger, you can't pull it. You know, you, no one can bring that round back. Um, and that's what you need to do. Find groups. I mean, there's seal fit out there, you know, if it, which it's not a lifelong commitment. I honestly, I have been part of almost every program out there. And besides the project, I mean, you know, we, we were just, we had 64 guys in Vegas and we weren't out drinking and getting crazy. It was like masterminds. We all got up and talked. We had some fun dinner drinks. Men need that. Men need to be around other fucking men, savages, you know, doing savage shit. That doesn't mean going to the strip club and chasing women. No, <laughs> no, that's where the discipline comes in. It's hanging out with great people and um, laughing and crying and fucking just, you know, I did a stunt man where you drink the, you know, <clears throat> snort the salt and drink the kale or rub the lemon in your eye. But yeah, it's right. where there's tradition, like develop traditions <laughs> with your friends, go out and do shit with people. You know, um, I honestly think if you're alone, the best thing I, I, the best advice I give to someone, if they're, if they're lonely and it's the cheapest thing you can do, go to the gym. Go to the gym because it takes discipline to go to the gym. Motivation gets you moving. Discipline gets it done. Go there. See the transformations, right? I am a fucking alpha and I need instantaneous gratification and results. If I'm having a bad day, two things I do. I've got the most expensive Dyson on the planet. I vacuum because I need to see the lines or I'll go out and cut the lawn. Even though we have a long guy and we have a house clean, uh, keeper or cleaning lady that comes. I need results. Yeah. If I'm having a bad fucking day... My wife's like, he's at it again, <laughs> but it soothes me. Find something to get results. That's the advice I would give. Like if someone's hurting right away, I know it sounds stupid. When I go out and cut the grass, I put my, I put my uh, earphones on, put my music on. I put my, you know, my classic rock on and I cut and the lines are perfect. And I go out there and it takes about an hour of my day away and I just disassociate from the world. But when I'm done, I'm just like, look what I just accomplished. And if I can accomplish this, What's next? And I think that's like baby steps. You can't just do jumping in and 
me telling you my life story and I barely know you, mm-hmm. but you know, it takes time, right? If you want to become part of a team, trust, effort, attitude, mission, right? It takes time. Trust is time. Effort. Give me everything you got. Attitude, right? Here's the thing. If I showed up here with a bad attitude with you today, if I would have showed up late, that probably wouldn't have went well. Showed up here. I'm like, fuck yeah. I want to kiss your feet when I showed up here. That's who I am. <laughs> I do up, but, and then mission, the mission is growth, right? And the six forms of growth you pick. I'm not going to tell a man what, what order to put him in, put him mm-hmm. in whatever you want. I don't care. Just, but make sure you're hitting on all of them. And that's how you're going to be successful in life. And that's how you can get these men and get, you know, that's why I do these 22 pushups, get this number down. My goal in life is to take this fucking t-shirt off because no one's committing suicide anymore. That'll be the happiest day of my life. Mm. That will be because the actual number is about 30. They do the lactic acid and the time under tension. I can't do 30 pushups every, every minute on the minute. I can. I tried um, for an hour. I can't. <laughs> 23 is about it. So um, that's my mission and my goal is to help. Fire Project Fam, this episode is brought to you by Vivo Barefoot Shoes. We've been wearing these shoes for almost a year now. They're flexible. They have a wide toe box. They allow your feet to get connected to the ground, and they will make your feet stronger, and they don't look like shit like a lot of these other barefoot <laughs> shoes. Andrew, how can they get them? You guys got to head over to VivoBarefoot.com and check out enter promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off your entire order. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Let's get back to this video. Uh, you said it was uh, claim, tame, and... Name, claim, and tame. Sorry, name, claim, and tame. What's the process for taming some trauma? Taming the trauma is this. So I'm going to name the trauma. So let's say I'm an alcoholic. Uh, name it. I'm an alcoholic. Claim it. It's my fault. I'm a drinker. Because, listen, it's, it's not because it's someone else's fault. It's because it's my fault. And tame it. I'm going to put myself in situations. Like we have a couple guys in the project that are alcoholics. Mm-hmm. We have a couple that can go to go out with us and they won't drink. We have one or two of them that can't do that. So what do we do? None of us drink. Like if, if, if you're a raging alcoholic and if we have one drink and if we're all great friends and if I can't say, hey guys, no drinks tonight. If that's an issue with you, then they don't really support you. But some people were like, well, he's got to be stronger than that. There's a, lot, there's a lot of other things going on than just that. So my thing is, is, Let's tame it. Let's, let's not trigger that fucking beast. Let's respect it. And that's what we'll do. And I've done that. I've gone out before. I don't need to drink. I barely ever do. Yeah. Um, there's other guys, you know, like um, some guys that are like, like pot. God, I tried that not too long ago. Holy shit. It just made me dumb. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know, I got out of CIA and my wife were hanging out. I was like, you know what? Let's... <laughs> but that's not for me, you know? Um, yeah. So I, but if there's people that do that, I just, you know, I make sure that I'm not adding to the difficulty or the demon to it. Yeah. So if, you know, and that, that happens with a relationship, you know, like if there's a guy that, you know, has infidelity issues, then why are we going to a strip club? Why are we doing this? Why are we going to a club? Why don't we just go out and have a steak dinner? Why don't we, you know, just let's, let's avoid it, you know? And I mean, eventually, hopefully over time, you know, now that I've made you an alcoholic, um, <laughs> you can you can work on on yourself, and maybe that'll happen. But if it doesn't, hey man, I'm your brother and I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. I'll never drink around you. Yeah, it, it, that's like uh, for an actual like physical thing, right? Like let's pretend this is a, a beer. I'm not going to have it anywhere near me. But what if like it's like a, an abusive past relationship, 
then all of a sudden now whenever something happens like you know you're saying you're, you'll be driving and then like something will just happen out of nowhere <clears throat> yeah how do you control uh, like out i'll say an outbreak like that i have i'll, I'll honestly i'll call bedros mm-hmm. I, I have i have like we have the brother system i mean and I've called Bedros before with a fucking nine one nine one one's my code where he'll be in a boardroom meeting. You know he's got like a thousand people work for him, and he and what's so cool about Bedros is Bedros doesn't walk out. He's like everybody out, like like and you just like you're watching like fifty people leave. What's wrong? Give me a second. I'm like you could have just stepped out. He's like yeah yeah no no dude, but no I'm like and I'll talk to him and he'll he'll walk me through it. Wow. Um, and my wife does the same thing. You know like my wife gave me the best piece of fucking advice I can ever give you. Um, when I started getting into, you know, no, hanging out with people and there's men and women, you know, she's like, do me a favor, right? And that's why I got her tattooed on my arm right here. <laughs> so I look at her. She said, just reverse the roles. Like, what do you mean? Well, if you're going to go out and have dinner with that pretty girl and, you know, Jason Redmond or whoever, just think if it's me and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that didn't feel good, mm-hmm. right? Because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So, you know, now I'm the guy that's, you know, if we speak at an event, I don't stay at that event. Uh, you know, I don't stay at that place of the event. Um, I'll get a workout in. I'm in, I'm in bed by 10 o'clock, man, because I'm up early. Um, here's the hotel room number, baby. Please check in on me because it just, you know, instills confidence. And she, if she does, she does. If she doesn't, she doesn't. That's how I do that. Um, I make sure that the people that I love um, are secure and they're comfortable with what I'm doing. And I feel like I'm a better person because I do. I reverse engineer everything. Like, yeah. Like, you know, if you guys said, hey, you want to go to a club? Not that you would. I would be like, I would call my wife and say, hey, Mark and, Mark and them told me, um, do I want to go to a strip club? And if she said, yeah, I'd go. And if she said no, I'd say, you know what, guys? My wife doesn't want to go. Me to go? Excuse me. I'm not going to throw up with this drink because I'm like mm-hmm. hiccuping and shit profusely. Mm-hmm. Am I okay? I know. Yeah. You might start floating. But if you do, it's a power project first. What the fuck do you guys? I got roofied by these guys. What the fuck kind of place? What kind of show are we running here? (laughs) Yeah, you didn't. Mark Bell's never going to have me come back here. Don't you remember? You're never supposed to drink someone else's drink, your own drink, and you guys were just. I don't know. He gave me this damn thing. I was like, (laughs) and no one told me that it tastes like, I mean, yeah. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's mindbullet.com to get you. It's good. Promo no, code power project. You feel good, though. No, you know, it is good. I will give you that. So that's that's how I try to use that, right? Just avoid certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what the world needs more of. I, I just, you have to be, you have to be selfless and not selfish. Selfish is, hey, suck it up, dude. I'm not going to do that. You know, if you're a true friend. And the reason why I always do that is because I would hope in return, I would think that you're the same type of caliber of man that would do that for me. I won't just do that for anybody, you know? So how do, um, like, how do you navigate, like, I guess, uh, so with the project, like how long (coughs) do you guys work with people for? Is it like, uh, is there any continued thing after they go? Yeah. Great question. Um, so, Normally, like, so right now we have a class coming up in June. We have October and February. We only book out that far. So once someone joins up for the course, um, we put them, they get a lot of things right away. We want to put them um, on a workout program that we, they download to, um, from the trainer eyes, right? All, it's all, it all stems under the accountability. Um, they get some discount codes for meal supplementation, Bedros's supplements, <clears throat> excuse me, meal plan supplementation. Um, and then we do a th- – here's – ready? We do a Thursday Zoom call. Hmm. Um, 
so you can start meeting your brothers. You know, hey, you can't make it every Thursday. I get it. You're super busy, man. Jump on one. Because then what happens is, is and I love, I love all the guys when I always laugh when I do this, but you'll see the little bubble on Zoom. They're typing and they're asking for the phone number because we're like telling them not to. And of course, they're going to give it to them. And then you build up the, you know, the phone trees or the swiping left, swiping right, whatever the fuck you guys do with, it, with technology. But you're building <laughs> up uh, the camaraderie, yeah. the brotherhood before it shows up. Because like when I showed up at SEAL Training Buds, basic underwater demolition, I didn't know who the hell was anybody. I'm just looking around. Met Jason real quick because we were – it was me, Jason, Jamie, and Moreau and two Singaporeans because we were the shortest guys there. And I was like, well, I'm going to be with these guys. But they ha- we're giving them the tactical and technical advantage. And then when it's over with, right, because when you go through our course, there's three things that are happening. Pass, get injured, or quit. If you pass, you put on the suit and tie. We have this amazing dinner. You go home. We'll talk about that. If you get injured – you guys are like this, right? Injured means what? If you continue, it's going to cause more damage. harm, damage, maybe longevity of you not mm-hmm. being able to use that, right? Like a torn Achilles or something. Yeah. But a lot of men, right, when they get out of that comfort zone, they get hurt. Their ego, their attitude, or their feelings. And there's a delicate balance with that, right? I mean, I've trained thousands and thousands of people, and we have medics there. But normally, you won't have that. So if you get injured, you can come back free of charge for up to two classes, which is six months. But if you quit... It's as simple as this. You ring the bell. You ring my bell three times. One for yourself, one for your team, and one for everything else you're going to do in your life. Because this is the one thing I don't agree with Goggins on, um, and I love Dave. Um, he says that negativity is the most contagious thing in the world, and I want you to start start trying to diss me right now. Just go ahead and start talking. Good. I quit. Quitting is the easiest thing. I quit. I quit. You, you, it takes you. It, I quit. That is the ease. That's the most contagious. I quit. I quit. I quit. And that's what people do. You yeah. see it in everything. Um, kids not finishing school, marriages, fucking divorce rates through mm. the roof. People don't want to put in the fucking work anymore. So the reason why we, we build you up and do this is we want to get you starting to know your, your, your team. You have the tactical and technical advantage. You only have a fucking 60% chance of making it. That's my sales pitch. Guys are like, you suck. Yep, there you go, man. But I'm being honest. But if you make it, if you make it, you're going to be a part of something for the rest of your life. And what's amazing, and I know I'm saying this to you, and I, I please, there's no pun intended this. We take this course so serious. One of my best friends, his name's um, Mitch Flowers. He's African-American guy, big mm-hmm. dude, successful businessman. His kids call me Uncle Ray. What I tell men, all men, I don't judge a man on his color, on his, I, I judge a man on what he's doing, not even what he's done. What you've done is impressive. It's what are you doing now and what are you going to do tomorrow? That's what I like. Mm. And to have an organization Men will let me come into their home, break bread with them, hug their kids. Because I fucking love kids, man. I'm, I fucking love kids. I'm just not in a weird way. I love, you know, I got kids. So I, you know, I love, I have kids. Um, <laughs> sorry, I said that's cool. And we're shut off the air. Um, but, and just for their kids to be so open and welcome with me. I mean, I've come home and these guys have been sitting in my recliner chair. Like they were just surprising me. They called my wife and my wife's cooking. I'm like, God, something smells good. Yeah, I'm not making dinner for you. And then there's Mitch. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And you just don't get that anymore. I mean, these guys are flying in from out of town. Yeah, It's amazing. And when you become a part of something that's bigger than you, it's so fucking rewarding. I mean, I'm so passionate about it. And my goal is before I die, I want to have 10,000. I want to have 10,000 soldiers through the project. And I want to have 100,000 young men whose lives I've impacted um, and that, you know, they're doing old school is the best school, right? Just go, you know, like, I love it. Like I'm, everybody has, I saw it. You guys got those. What is the, 
the fucking bean bags that you throw. Oh yeah. What is it called? Cornhole. Cornhole. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have two stakes in my yard. They're called horseshoes. I throw steel. I fucking I'm not changing, man. Yeah. I throw steel, and if you piss me off, I'll throw it right at you. <laughs> I love it. But I I like keeping things simplistic and old. Look at your gym. You got some super complex stuff in there. But you, some of the best stuff I guarantee you get on is the old school shit. Oh yeah. Right. Oh my god, I love it, and I think that's what the world needs. They just need to slow down. Surround yourself and just break it down to the bare minimum, right? Mm. Just, you know, back in the days when we were just, we were animals, you know, simplistic. We ate, we hunt, fuck. We just do the basic things um, and provide. When you do that, then you can branch out on it. It gets so much easier. I did. The world was so complex. I just slowed it down. Um, And, you know, the men, Pedro, Steve, Aaron, and Matt, um, the other instructors for the project and for (laughs) – um, the Squire program, they all bring a different taste. Like, you know, Aaron's the, he's a fighter, but he's also the chaplain. Matt's that we call him the perfect pauser. Like, hello, I'm Matt. And he like, <laughs> but he's very, you know, intellectual. Steve's a fucking maniac. Uh-huh. And then Bedros is, um, I mean, everything he says is just gold, you know? So he's through life lessons and everything. And it's pretty cool when you have guys that are super successful and they're just humble as fuck, you know, because they've been there and they've done that. Um, and that's what I think – that's what I'm hoping the future of this nation is because right now, I mean, I know this is going to – I'm going to probably pay for it. I don't like the way things are going. I, I – you know, I look around. I mean, there's obesity everywhere. People don't respect the country. They, I, I could go on and on and on, and it's like, what the fuck happened? But, you know, something horrible happens, and then there's flags flying. Why does it have to be something horrible happen mm-hmm. for this nation to come together? Right? Why can't we just go, holy shit – we live in the greatest country on the planet. Trust me, I've been every hellhole on the planet. Mm. We have more freedoms than we're pretty, we probably should have. Yeah. And if we start just like all coming together and like Morgan Freeman said it the best, I'll stop talking about race. You stop calling me black. I'll stop calling you white. I think that was probably the most profound thing I've ever heard. Like I don't see a white guy and a black guy. I see two human beings. I, I do. People don't look at that and I don't get it. I, I don't. I'm Irish. I'm probably the worst of all three of us. It doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> there you go. I got him laughing at me. Um, <laughs> but it's, what are you doing, right? I mean, I, I follow you guys and I see all the stuff you're doing. You're informative. Your uh, videos are super informative. Thank I watch you. your stuff. You know, when you're giving your, your lessons, I mean, you're making an impact. And technically, serious, you could just sit here in your giant fucking facility that's like the size of Nebraska <laughs> and just sell your slingshots and be fine. But you don't. You go above and beyond. So you guys are contributing to society too, and so are you. You don't have to give out those, all that knowledge you give. People pay for that shit. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it's about: giving back. And you guys probably don't even realize how much of an impact you're making, and you're doing it. That's the thing. I mean, what? you know, you're big time when Ray Cash Care comes fucking live to see you. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, please don't hit me. <laughs> what does it? Uh, what does it do for some of these? Uh, for some people that uh, may be struggling uh, to be part of a team, because what I, in my view, a lot of times people are, we're like seeking a lot of stuff because we feel like we're not enough. Mm-hmm. At, at the end of the day, there's like, there's something in, in there about you feeling like something you're doing or something that you are just isn't enough. But when you're part <laughs> of the team, it feels like it shifts the focus where you're not sitting there thinking about yourself any longer. 
and it can help people feel a lot better. Is that kind of what happens in this team? When you're, when you're with the right team, right? right? right. There's been good teams and bad teams. When, when, they're, when you're doing something for the greater good, right? Like in a project, we have a creed, and I'm just going to give you a little line of it. I'm a man of my word. I make a promise and I keep it. I'm responsible for everything in my life, and that gives me the power to, uh, to change my circumstances. Right there. Like I'm a man of my word. Like if you break it down. Um, we have a creed and like, I tell, like, if you're there, are you a man of your word? Do you make a promise and you keep it? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and what's so impactful about that is you have the power and control to change your circumstances. And this is what I tell every human being, every man, every woman, if you don't look in the mirror, if you don't like who you are, if you don't like what you're doing, write down what you don't like about yourself. You ready for this? And then fix it because saying it isn't enough. Like, write it down. Like, here you go. I see. I know you guys work with people with weight loss. My best friend, Tim Sweeney, he was 383 pounds. I got him down to 250. I, I got him. He went down to 238. He went way too low. He should have been 256, according to everything. I, I'm not, you know what I'm talking about. And he put 383, and he put a, on a little sticker, he put where he wanted to be. He went too far, and he jumped back up because he, he killed himself. But I'm like, you need to see it. Visualization, mm-hmm. right? Transformation. Take pictures. Like see the transformation, make a book, right? I actually made the book and what you were a fat fuck. Now you're in shape. And people are like, you can't say that. Yes, I can. Because he admits it, right? And now he's, now he's doing great. He's, he lost the weight. He put it back on, lost it. Now he's at 260 where I told him to be with mm-hmm. his, you know, with everything. Um, and yes, because now he's on the right team. He's surrounding himself with the right person. The reason why he wasn't there at the beginning is the girlfriend that he had she wasn't on the same mission. He was trying to eat clean. She wasn't. That's what I'm bringing this around to. Mm. And I said, Timmy, listen, this is toxic. You, you can't be in a household where you have an eating disorder and your girlfriend wants to go out and eat fucking McDonald's three times a week or three times a night. You can't mm. do it. Something's got to give. And if she's not willing to change and get healthier with you, then you need to change and get healthier with someone else. Because if not, I mean, this guy at the time was 40, 45 years old. He, he, circulation purple i mean it was bad he was going to die so he made the step he found a new team new team player member um his weights off and you know and now he's like fuck you god she makes me eat. I'm like, yeah good you know and it's moderation right like perfect example the first thing i told him and you know i know we're in the fitness is he's like man i had a, my cheat meal i'm like motherfucker i don't have cheat meals i have reward meals i don't cheat on anything mm-hmm. i don't cheat I don't shortcut. I reward myself. If I'm hitting my macros, if I'm hitting my targets, if I'm hitting my lifts, yeah, my wife, my wife makes a mean key lime pie, man. I'll have a piece of that or she's, she makes a talent. Yeah, I'll have that in moderation. But it's, you, you gotta have, you have to be on the right team with the right team members who have the same mission, right? And that's, that's how it works. So that was a great question, but that's how, that's the only way it's going to happen, sir. I mean, like right now you have a team. If the chemistry wasn't there, they probably wouldn't be here, right? Right. I told him, Susan, come I said, I've, I've got the coolest fucking job. I want to come. Bedros will be here. So I want to come work for Mark. I think there's room for you because we have mm-hmm. like a lot of diversity. You're Irish and that kind of, well, you yeah, know. Might, might close the circle. Yeah. 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 Well, we're watching a, a series called Out, Outlander now and I'm doing a horrible, you look lovely and I'm doing Scottish accents and my wife's just like, no. I was going to buy a kilt. She's like, no. Uh-huh. So you need to do it. <laughs> The kilt, though, would look like a dress on me because I'm so fucking short. <laughs> no, no, don't laugh. Hey. <laughs> look, even on my tiptoes, I'm nowhere near as tall as you. Not bad. On, I'm on a pad, too, guys. <laughs> I'm actually on a pad to be taller. 
<laughs> These guys are giants. Uh, you said something pretty cool. You're like, I don't have cheap meals. I have reward meals. Reward meals. We, yes, sir. We talk a ton about the negative self-talk. Fuck. That, I know. That's yeah. the self-sabotage. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about yeah, that? Yeah. Just... I, that's what people do. They self-sabotage. They, people want to throw negative into every fucking equation they have. Everything. I want to do this, but, um, but, oh my God, but, you know, um, won't, can't. Take off that apostrophe T. What do you have? One and can. It's, you have to, that's where I talk about reverse engineering that shit, man. Like people do it all the time. I actually saw guys that have it. Cheat meal, cheat meal. I, I went on the, I fucking wiped it off. He's like, dude, just cross it out. No. Reward yourself for doing good. Mm-hmm. Look at it from the positive side. And I don't know where it stemmed from. Where, when did society get so negative? People say it's the internet. They say, ah. Dude, I remember being a kid, making a fucking phone call, take you 20 minutes. Cause you have to, and it was always like, I'm going to get her, you know, fingers, fucking nails are always oh, found positive. You, you made calls on those phones. Yeah. Oh, I'm shit. that old brother. Yeah. I've made calls on those phones too. Oh, so I'm not that far behind. Yeah. You're yeah. probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. No call waiting. No caller fucking ID. No, nothing. We still got it done. <laughs> you're talking to a motherfucker used to ride on his bicycle 14 miles to the next fucking town over to go get a fucking McDonald's milkshake. Damn. Got it done. That was a damn good milkshake. Fio, Fio, figured it out, man. You know, society just needs to toughen up. Men need to surround themselves with better human beings. And yeah, man. And just like, I'm positive. Like, well, I mean, fuck yeah, I'm positive. I mean, I had a shitty childhood. Um, I've had everything happen to me. I get to go on these cool fucking podcasts with people like, you know, I'm not going to hear, but, you know, in the lifting world, I mean, you're kind of a, you know, like, I get to work out with him, fucking Gunnar Peterson. I worked out with fucking Sylvester Stallone. Oh, nice. fucking yeah. dumb. F- yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I know Sly. I'm like, I don't. I'm a fucking idiot from Maryland. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know a lot of fucking people. I do. Yeah, but, but not, I mean, but rocky. it's because of my positive mindset. I mean, people were like, "Holy shit, you're a lot." Yeah, <laughs> this is me. Yeah, or I could be a miserable fuck. That's you know. I'm not greedy. I'm greedy. I'm not grateful. I'm grateful, not greedy. And I realize that every day is a blessing. And I think if people would just get up and do that and have that mindset and start rewarding themselves for putting the fuck out, right? That's, I have a shirt that says PTFO means be a better human being instead of using words like cheat and can't and won't and but and if, and start saying, you know, now, you know, and and just start and yes and one and will. It's so easy. It just, you just need to, reprogram yourself, right? It's about, pro- and I'm a programmer. I'm a master programmer. I mean, if you want me to get, te- I know I can talk like an idiot, but it's about programming yourself. You can program the subconscious mind, you know this, two minutes a day for, um, I think it's like, if you go 24 to 25 days of just positive reflection. I don't believe in the 2190 bullshit day. You didn't become a power lifter in 21 or 90 days. You didn't become a father. It's just, ha- it's, it's 24 fucking seven. Do I have days that I don't want to go to work? Fuck yeah. Do I have days that I don't want to work out? Fuck yeah. Do I have days that I'm sometimes I want to throw out of town? Fuck yeah. But I don't because I know that if I do, God only knows that's not only going to affect me, that's going to affect the people in my life. Mm. I will, here's the thing I will not be a quitter for my kids. Like people ask me all the time, what was, how did you get through SEAL training? Simple. Don't quit. And then just do this. The self, I, I'm telling you, I do self-reflection with everything. I would look in the mirror, and this is the corniest thing, and it worked. And I would take a red line. When I look in the mirror, I would just see a red line that said quitter. And I said, 
I'm going to end up marrying a beautiful woman, which I did. I'm going to have great kids, which I did. And one day, my son's going to say, hey, daddy, did you ever want to be a Navy SEAL? And then I had to, take, I had to make a, a decision, a split-second decision. Am I going to lie to my kid and fabricate something or going to tell him the truth and say, yeah, I either quit or I didn't, I didn't try? What kind of message is that teaching him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did it. Um, you know? My, my son asked me, did you ever fail a, one of the courses you went through? Military freefall. Uh, jump master. First time I went through. Jam PIs. Checks. Fucking failed it. Had to go back and do it again. Imagine going back and telling your command you failed. I mean, it's a tough course. I was embarrassed. Walked right up to my boss and said, sir, when I can, can I go back? Use that. Let's go back. It's going to be a while. I went back the next year and I fucking did it. He's like, don't you come back. I won't. Yes, sir. I fucking studied. And anything is possible. I honestly think if you just have the right mind, body, and soul involved with it, right? I mean, it's, this is a machine. It's a complex machine. Mm-hmm. And it starts here and here, you know? Yeah. I, I want to add on real quick. With, when you talked about reprogramming yourself, like for a long time, I've like, been in self-development books and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. And uh, over time, I've realized like, <coughs> you know, you, you're talking about being around the right team. And you also mentioned getting those, like you mentioned getting those toxic individuals out of your life. Like if you have individuals that are heavy, heavy drinkers and that's something you're not trying to do, right. You can try to help them, but if they, if they can't be helped, it's probably not the best idea to keep those people super close to you. Cause I've noticed at least in my personal end of one, uh, I'm trying to achieve certain things. I'm trying to live a certain lifestyle mm-hmm. in a certain healthy way. And when I've gotten the people close to me out of my life that were living in an opposite to that, <clears throat> everything for me started going in the right oh, direction. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, you want to get the right people around you. But if you're trying to become something, if you're trying to get somewhere and there are people living in direct opposite to what that's like, you probably don't want to be around those people. And it's the toughest thing when that might be your significant other. Or somebody you really care about in that way. That's I wonder. Like you probably have a lot of men that you've talked to or that you're dealing with that have that. What's your advice to those individuals? Man, I, you know I have a friend. Him and his wife are complete opposites. I don't even know. I've tried to imagine them having sex and I can't. So, <laughs> no, it's just like you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, is that something? Yeah. I mean, they're the complete opposites. I mean. What happened? I don't know. Is can, that- can you clarify, Hinzima? I'm oh, sorry. Don't forget your thought. Yeah, one of our one of our guys, uh, he got into jujitsu recently. Yeah, and um, he was like the guy. The the other guy was like uh, behind him, and the and our guy Graham started thinking. <laughs> sorry, Graham. Wow. Poor Star- Graham. Hi, Graham. Hi, Graham. Yeah, he started thinking like, man, like. I wonder how this guy fucks his girlfriend. <laughs> He's like because he about moves that. so well in jujitsu. Yeah, <laughs> like wow, look at those way those hips move and everything. Yeah, man. I w- um, I wonder why his mom told him yeah, that know, I'd right? still love you if you were gay. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, amazing. Damn. Now it all makes sense. Oh. Okay, so oh, let me go back. Holy fuck! Um, <laughs> so the question is: is what's my advice for spouses that have the opposite? Yeah, and, like like a man or a woman, because they're a woman that listen to. Like if they have a significant other, they're trying to get healthier. They're trying to get their mind in the right place. Whether it be a a boyfriend or a husband mm-hmm. or a girlfriend or a wife, like if their significant other is living in ways that is starkly opposite to development and yeah. improvement. What do what? Well, I, I mean, I think that's going to fall under the four pillars of success, right? Teamwork, problem solving, leadership, and communication. So, that's that's a communication, mm-hmm. um, right there. That's obviously going to be uh, there's going to be a serious talk. Like me and my wife have talks. We have AARs, after action reports, where we critique each other. 
But, you know, if, if something really bothers – you have to have a relationship with someone that obviously you can talk to. Like, you know, if we're coking and joking and like something really bothers me, I'm like, you know, I say, hey, do you have a second? Can we talk offline? Yeah. And, and just e- explain. Like if I want to explain something that I'm very passionate about, I always have bullet points with it, right? Mm-hmm. If I say, hey, babe, I need to start – you know, I get blood work all the time. My blood works back. It looks like I've been doing this, this, this. I need you to be on board with me because – like I'll tell my wife, I don't know if I'm strong enough to do this by myself. But, and that's where I'm going to use a but, but with your support, I know there's nothing I can't do. Like include them in it. And, you know, this is something that we could do together. Like my wife does fitness challenges and stuff uh, all the time. And when she does that, I'm not fucking making milkshakes and shit around her. I think that would be disrespectful. Mm. So I think by me respecting her in that aspect, when when it comes to something for me, she's much more in tuned with it and she gets on board um and so is my daughter you know like fitness is a lifestyle in my house like you know i'm not gonna have listen if there's a thyroid issue or some other type of underlining issue that's one thing but my house is not lazy people Mm -hmm. work you know my daughter's an athlete my wife is an athlete um and i was you know i'm still trying to figure out what i am but i train hard and i think if you have that type of there has to be some type of connection or some type of similarity that you guys have that you can stem off of you know like fitness is with us so if we're ever going to try to branch out and do something new like when i want to go and cut down some weight the family already knows i'm gonna be a bitch like you know because i like to eat i fucking eat like i want to lick them look at them veins (laughs) 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 um sorry i'm getting caught up but um to be young again i can't believe i've said that they might um, be a little salty at this point because mm. uh, i just went for a run so tasty yeah. so get those I, electrolytes I, I, a little I, extra, extra sodium <laughs> in there for but you. just some communication i think there has to just be really good right because communication is about transmitting and receiving right mm-hmm. there has to be there can't be a, a kink in the line line of sight me and you like that's not something i'm going to call you on on the phone it's not something i'm going to text you on it's like can we have a talk looking you in the eyes and saying listen here's the deal this is where I'm at. I can't do this unless I have you in my corner. I need you. I don't want – I need you in my corner. And I can do this if you support me because I don't think I'm strong. And like I, I'm not – I know my self-worth. I just also know that I'm, I'm going to fucking eat shit food if, I, if it's there. I've actually – we've bought stuff before and we've, we've thrown it away. You know, It's like, fuck it. Let's get it out of the house. Mm-hmm. Or we'll put it in the outside fridge and I forget about shit all the time. Um, and that's what I think needs to happen. that works for us that works in my household you know um you know and i think that could work with anything like finance you know hey we got to cut back on this 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 and this um and it can't just be like one person cut like if it's something financial like if you know you and i are a couple and i'm just saying i need you 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 know no no motherfucker what are you this is a we hey if you cut out this i'll cut out this and if you do this and i'll do this the only people in my family that won't suffer is my kids Mm -hmm. right me i will like you know, I told you it's got a new truck. I've been driving a piece of shit truck. It's 2014 for the last fucking seven, whatever years. I don't care. But my wife has a nice truck, you know? So it's, so now because of that, the dialogue was, you know, babe, you can do this, this, and this. I support you. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm like the bitch of the family now because I'm like more nervous to do it. Right. And it's not because I work and she, cause she works, but it's, um, I'm nervous and we, but we have that, that open line of communication you know, and I think a lot of that stems from don't just go to your spouse or your partner when something's wrong. Mm. Keep that 
that communication open. That's why we go on those walks and stuff. You know, I do, I do weekly ARs with my family. What can daddy do? Tell, tell me one thing that daddy did good, two things that daddy can do better. Mm. Tell, you know, and that's great. I love that. And my daughter's comfortable to talk to me before, you know, if you, if you go up to your kids sometimes and say, Hey, tell me, tell me one thing I can do that's better. And two things I need to prove on. A lot of kids won't say that. Are you testing me? Are you testing mm-hmm. me? Am I going to get punished? You're great. You know, like my daughter had a, <laughs> my, my daughter had a, a science test today that I don't know about. And she's like super nervous. I'm like, she was studying her ass off. I'm like, listen, you're going to do great. And if you don't, I know you studied your ass off. There's going to be no ramifications. You, you got all A's. I mean, seriously, kid, like seriously, you're talking to me. We'll be fine. And she's like, thank you, daddy. That takes some stress off. Just that open line of communication is so, mm-hmm. so vital. And the thing is, is most people, it's the internal communication that they have the problem with. Like, I'm thinking something. I want to say something. Have you ever done that to your wife? And like, and something else comes out and you're like, oh my God, what did I say? How do I look in this dress? You look, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it is. It's about the, the communication. Gotcha. What about, uh, like, how, how do you, because you mentioned, like, I just want to get 1% better every day yeah. at various things. Yes. As a family man, and like, how do you do that responsibly? Because I, I ask this because I've, you know, like, uh, whether it be, like, getting ready for a photo shoot or, like, Mark asked me to to train every every day in the morning for the next week or whatever it may be. <laughs> I'd be like, I want to get better. I want to look good for this photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. And then it's like, no, babe, I, we can't go to your parents' house because they're going to have bad food. So, like, I'm going to eat at home and then I probably won't go. Like, I'll kind of, like... Other things will sacrifice, right? Like mm. in order to like, I've got to get that 1% better today. How do you do that? How do you keep everything in check? Like how do you make sure the family's good while still getting better yourself? Well, I just, I set up, I set up daily goals. And one, it's literally every day I get up, I'm going to do one thing for my family, one thing for my fitness, one thing for my finance, one thing for my faith. So family, it could be as, as little as, did, like I'll write, tell your wife she's beautiful. Leave her a little note at the coffee thing. Like little things. I mean, when I'm saying 1%, man, I mean, it's not like, I'm going out and buying my wife a new car. Nothing like that. It's just the smallest things. Did I tell my 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 daughter she like I'll write these little notes. And what I do is I have it on an Excel Excel spreadsheet, and I'll put that on a day. Um, walk Nyla out. Tell her she looks beautiful. Not that I don't need to do that, but like leave my my daughter my wife a note. And when my wife tells me she's doing things like little things, like here you go. My wife has um, little hernia right here, and she had to go to the doctor's. And she told me like two weeks ago, she had a doctor's appointment. So what do I do? I put it in my Google thing. And then I just sent her, like I said, Hey, I hope everything goes good. And she's like, Oh, you remember the little thing that, that made me 1% better. That put me on a different scale with her. It's the little things. Um, and that's all I do. I just, I have daily, just little checks in the box. And then once I finish them, I don't stop. I'll start writing down some other things. What else can I do mm-hmm. while maintaining, you know, the discipline with work and fitness? I always, I'm getting to the gym, you know, like today, um, cause I traveled, I still got 252 pushups to do for my thousand and I'll be done, but I'll get it done. And if I don't hit the gym today, at least I got that in. So I'm getting something in and I'll probably try to get a clean meal tonight, something good, a piece of fish or something. And just focusing on that versus, you know, Hey, I'm on the road. I can go to fucking McDonald's. So I can, no, I'm doing that shit. I ain't going to do it. Gotcha. That's what helps me. Now who's next? <laughs> but, the uh, Squire program. Yes. I didn't necessarily talk about that, but like you, you said, it. it's, it's fathers and sons. Yes. How, did that come after you, the, the project or was yes. it? Yeah. So what's that? About? <laughs> so what that is, is that is a 15 hour course. And right now what we're trying to do is we're trying to do like a licensing agreement and making it, what the hell is that a book? <laughs> uh, 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 a nationwide program. So right now 
We have a course uh, in Chino Hills. Uh, and then we have hosts that put it on. So Ryan Mickler from Order of Man's putting one on in Maine. Mm-hmm. We have Tim Kennedy and Wes Whitlock that are putting one on in Austin. Ooh. And we have Nick Kumalatos from, you know, Nick from, he's a big recon guy, um, big, big podcaster. Um, and he's putting one on in North Carolina. How do we do this? Uh, they came with either their, their sons or Nick, his son's not young. He took his nephew. And we made such a fucking impact. I mean, these are, you know, influencers like, holy shit, you know, Ray doesn't just yell at these kids because I don't use negative reinforcement on these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will punish the few for the many and the many for the few. And it's just a bonding evolution, right? Like, and what we're doing is, is with the family, the fitness, the finance and faith. This is what I tell the young men. It'll be quick. Family. If you're a young man and you're the oldest man in the house, when dad's not there, you need to know your role. You're the man of the house. If you have siblings, you need to know the pecking order of that family. Fitness, this is what I tell young men. Work out. Do jiu-jitsu. Do some form of martial arts. Wrestle. Do something that like a disciplined sport. I actually like the more individual sports at the younger age because it develops a little bit more discipline versus mm. you know the kids out in fucking right field sucking on the glove and the ball sitting over their head. <laughs> um, and then the fitness is three-dimensional. It's not just about this. It's mental and emotional, right? Uh, finance from 11 to 16. This is what I'm going to tell you. Go out and get a fucking job. Mom and dad are not an ATM machine. That's not why we were put on this earth, right? This GoFundMe, you know what my GoFund was? Paper route or fucking, or cutting grass. You, you didn't get it. You had to earn it. So you understand the importance of a dollar. Mom and dad work hard for it. And then faith is simply this, right? What I tell the guys, you know, team, put your last name there and understand dad and mom, your job is, to be on the same sheet of music and make sure that your children, especially this young man, knows what the mission of this family is. Mm. Is it fitness? You know, whatever, whatever it is. And when we're doing that, we then we go and we do just other things. It's the importance of a handshake. Like with a young man, like when you shake a man, you don't sit down. You look a man in the eye, you give him a firm handshake. And at that moment, when I shake someone's hand, my goal in life is they need to know right now there's no fucking other place on earth I'd rather be than meeting you or meeting you or meeting you. That's it. And men know this stuff. I also tell a man it's okay to tell another man, you ready for this? Oh, here we go, that you love him. Mm. It's okay to give another man a hug, right? Because that is the true testament of a man. You don't have to – this doesn't solve everything. Um, and it's just basic things, how to treat a lady, you know? My daughter, since the day I took her out of the hospital, I've opened the car door for her and mama. She is 13 years. Daddy, yes, ma'am. I get the door for her. I say, yes, ma'am. They're like, she's 13. This is how I want another man to treat her, right? Because your children, man or woman, boy or girl, excuse me, are going to be a direct reflection in most aspects of what you do, mm. right? And when you show up at the, at the courses, this is what I'll tell if the young man's in shape and the dad's not. What are you doing? I'll, I'll call, like, I don't say it. I've never called Matt in front, but I'd pull you off the side. I can't believe him. You know, Mark, you look like you put on a few, and I'll tell him, you, you can't do this. You need to work out. And when we get these men to join up you know, a couple months out, hey, listen, take 10 minutes a day, do 100, you know, 100 squats together, some push ups, maybe get a little pull up bar, you know, that hangs over the door. Do some things together. Talk, communicate. And now, a couple other things we do, and I'll let you go, is well, um, the battle roar, right? We make the men, you'll see them there, ah, ah, and they're yelling. And it's great. It's their battle cry. We're coming into their own, right? 
you have the line and you have, you know, the young princess and the king. And then at the end of the course, <laughs> the lions roar. We shell them. Like we, and we're battle tested and battle proven. And it comes, to, it's a quick click to them. They go, holy shit. Yes, what this is is a rite of passage. We're showing them that, yes, you are on the right course, but you still got a long way to go. Mm. And then what's so impactful is they have to get an ice bath, 31.5 degrees. Oof. Yeah, it's How cold. long? How long? I don't want to say the time, but long enough to hurt. I'll say that. Mm. Um, I think it's two minutes we put them in it. Okay, that's not nice. it's, okay. It hurts. I, um, and they've got to fight through the pain. But then what we do when we bring it around, the culminations, the field training exercise, the FTX, this is what we do. You're going to blindfold your son. And I shit you not, if he doesn't listen to you, he's going to the hospital. And all we're doing is amplifying what you've been doing as a father your entire life, protecting him. So, Lily, there's this course of fire, nails, glass. We've got a guy your size swinging as hard as he can, Byron. Like, And we'll get you right to him. And you're blindfolded. And dad's just going left, right, left, right. And, do, and we're not there. And if you want to, I mean, nails, you no, don't walk around, step them over the nails. We tell them what to do. And what'll happen is we will, when it's over with, you will see this bond because they'll look through it as a joke. And one of the most impactful things we had, and this is, I'm, I'm being serious, is we had a interracial couple, um, white lady who had a son who she married an African-American guy. And for years there was tension. Right, the, mm. you know, the boy now was like thirteen, fourteen years old, mm. and I shit you not, this is when I knew this was this was it. He was telling me, you know, I try so hard, and the fathers, you know, because you know, I, I don't know, I, I don't get into that stuff, right? But obviously, there was a problem, right? The son was having a problem with it. Dad was having, dad was putting shit in his head, and when they went through that course and it was over with, he hugged his he hugged his stepfather, and I mean, he was a big, he was like, you're, I mean, a big dude. And his father, I mean, just crying. He was in the army. And he said, he told me, because the course cost $1,900. I would have paid $50,000 to have this. He goes, this boy has never showed any emotion to me. And because the thing is, is, I mean, we knew. So we're like, put him through the nails. Put him right by the fire. Like, all, all you've got to do is listen. And we've had it to the point where, like, let's say I'm your dad. And it's like, listen, son, listen to me. And we've had sons go, okay, right. Like, it's not even dad. It's like, you don't listen to me, you're going to fucking die. And these kids go through this and they realize that dad is not an ATM machine. He's not someone that's just getting on their ass. He's here to protect me. And what he's trying to do is mold me into the best version of himself, mm. which hopefully is a direct reflect, reflection of dad. Um, and then what we do is we break the sons and the, and the dads up because um, about 70% of the PT, I run with the boys. Yeah. Listen, you've, you've been there and done that. There's no reason, you know, we don't do log PT and stuff with you, but the kids we do, right? We, um, we do all these amazing exercises with them. Um, and the dads will have to, we go on this like three mile hike and they have to carry all this weight. Then they, they meet their, their sons, drop the weight. Dads are like, that's a lot of weight. I don't care. They'll figure it out. And they do. Mm -hmm. And they're roaring the whole time. And they're just the, you see the transformation of these young men. It's like. And it's like they've been missing this because what's so also amazing is I'll tell them if I see a fucking cell phone in your hand, I'll kick you right in your face. I tell them all that <laughs> no cell phones, no nothing. And when you graduate the course, we have this amazing dinner. But what we do, we take it one step farther. And you can see this is obviously my passion thing is we have the certificate that you sign. 
So all the instructors sign it, but then dad signs it. That's the biggest one saying you are on the right path. And these kids love it. We've had some dads and sons have come back like three, four fucking times. And they're just like, we love it. It's kind of like a reset, you know, when society and, and chaos and turmoil sets in, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like coming back and doing a refresher and getting back to the basics yeah. and changing a tire, just little things that people don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. You know how many men don't know how to fucking change a tire? A lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. How yeah. many men don't know how to do this and just basic things? Because society has made it so easy to pick up a fucking cell phone and just dial. I did that Uber Eats the other day. Holy shit. That was like, this is awesome. Because my flight, yeah. Careful with that shit. I know. (laughs) Well, I got a salad, so don't get on me. But yeah. Um, But it was crazy. Yeah. And that's what this program does. And uh, it's, I mean, the men that have gone through it, like, you know, Ryan Mickler from Order of Man, I love him. But, you know, the thing is, is you see me doing these these programs where I'm a fucking animal, right? And it's like, ah, I'm yelling in this. I'm yelling not because it's, it's because that at that moment, that's the only thing that's going to work. Mm-hmm. When you see me here, like there was an example, there's a push up video in here with me and one young man. And this kid was tough. And he was like, and you know, I get challenged. You want to challenge the king? Challenge him, brother. And we're going toe to toe and toe to toe and toe to toe. And when he struggled, I jumped up and I helped him on the last one. I said, we're even. So he knew I had more in it, but instead of beating, oh, that's Jason Rabbit. No, he, mm. he got shot in the face. I'll kill him. Um, <laughs> it's farther down, but okay. uh, same thing. But it would have been easy just to embarrass the kid and show him, but I didn't. We yeah. stopped and I said, you were even. And he had a new, n- new outlook on things, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a true testament of a warrior isn't just to whoop your ass. It's to teach you a lesson when he's whooping your ass, right? So I had plenty more juice in the thing, but- well, me beating a 15-year-old kid, what does that look like? Yeah. But versus going over and helping him and motivating him, getting him up and giving him a hug and saying, wow, man, you've got some real balls to challenge me. He's like, he'll remember that for the rest of his life. And I said, someone, make sure you do the same thing. You know, yeah. you see somebody getting bullied, step in and help. We, we talk about all the issues that are going on with kids. Don't do drugs. You don't need to drink. You know, get in a gym. I've even told some of these kids, if things are hard and you have a problem, I'll get you a three month membership at a gym. I've told kids that I'll give you, you know, it's 30, 40 bucks. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll make sure your dad gets it and I'll, I'll help you out. And then from there, get your ass a job, train, or I'll buy you some weights. Yeah. We will make a difference. This program um, is amazing. My goal eventually would be is when we get these going is to have like after school programs where kids can go in. Could you imagine an after school program? I know you, little bastards in here. Um, <laughs> right. But Hey, but it's like, it's like a jiu-jitsu. They yeah. got to clean the mats. They got to do everything. There's an, there's get in here, you know, there's, there's stations. So what needs to happen? You get them in there for 30, 40 minutes a day. You're keeping them off the streets. You're keeping their minds focused. They're working out. They clean up everything. And the minute they fuck it up, you're gone because consequences have actions. Or you can accept my generosity as a, as a good human being. I've been there and done that. I'm opening up my fucking multimillion dollar gym. Cause that's a lot of money in there. I'm allowing you to come in here. I'm making you a better man. As long as you respect my house, I'll respect yours. Boom. And then imagine they're going to do the same thing. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. Passing it on. You're programming them. Yeah. 
Andrew, take us on out of here, buddy. Absolutely. That was amazing. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, and everybody, um, please drop me a comment down below. I want to hear what you guys have to say about today's episode. We gave you a lot of shit to talk about, so I want to hear all of it. And uh, subscribe if you guys are not subscribed, and make sure you guys like today's episode. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, follow the podcast at MB Power Project on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. My Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z. And Sima, where are you at? I'm going to say one quick thing because it's on the note of what you were talking about there. It's like the best decision that uh, my mom ever made for me was getting me a gym membership when I was 13 because I got injured or whatever. Um, but like I learned I, I deal with stress by working out and mm-hmm. exerting my body. And it's, it's, it's been the best thing for me as just an individual being able to handle emotion, etc. having that physical outlet. So what you're talking about, it's on the fucking money. Um, but Antima Yin on Instagram, YouTube, Antima Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. Ray, where can people find you? Yeah, find me on Instagram at Ray Cash Care, uh, or you can find me on my Facebook uh, at Ray Cash Care. Pretty simple. I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weak. This week, this is never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye.